Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Sure, the Tories are desperate. They know they're heading for a terrible defeat. And as that defeat gets closer and closer, and the polls stubbornly show that the Conservatives face a cataclysmic clobbering as things stand at the polls, they have one strategy and one strategy alone, and that's to double down on cruelty. Now, I'm loath to platform the preposterous figure that is Lee Anderson, the Conservatives' deputy chairman, who clearly relishes being a pantomime villain. When I've commented on his rantings in the past, Here's what he said on GB News. Well, look, it's fair to say uh, Lee's recent times and the headlines has rubbed the left up the wrong way, and who better represents them than the bedwetting Corbynista Owen Jones, who has posed a question to the nation in his usual sincere and charming fashion. It's a competitive field, I grant you that, but is Lee Anderson the most obnoxious Conservative MP that there is? As far as I can tell, Lee's stock in trade is just saying obnoxious things he know will annoy anyone vaguely to the left of Genghis Khan. That's a big compliment, isn't it? Well, I think he's got a crush on me, Dan, don't you? He's, uh, what a pathetic <laughs> snivelling little weasel he is. Firstly, interesting to see Dan Wilton there. I think it's fair to say we know which of us is currently wetting the bed, don't we, Dan? Just saying. As for charm, well, Dan, I'll be deploying that charm to talk about the allegations against you in the coming days. As for Lee, who definitely would have said that, I'm absolutely sure, if I was a straight journalist, scrutinising him, an accountable national politician. But to put it gently, you're not my type, sweetheart. Now, Lee Anderson has told the Daily Express, whose headlines have included such treats as one in five Britons will be ethnics and migrants take all new jobs in Britain, that if they don't like barges, they should F off back to France. Now, this is, of course, referring to the Tories' decision to house migrants and refugees on a barge in Dorset with less living space, as the Independent puts it, than an average parking bay. This is the sort of rhetoric, let's just be very clear, this is the sort of rhetoric that you expect from the National Front, from the British National Party, from Britain First, from racist hooligans on the streets, from out-and-out fascists. Rhetoric now mainstreamed, now articulated by frontline conservative politicians. Now, it used to be an argument against proportional representation, that if you allowed proportional representations, you'd end up with, I don't know, like 20 or 30 fascists, far-right extremists sitting in, in Parliament. But how does that argument work when mainstream the mainstream centre-right party has been taken over by right-wing extremism and because of first-past-the-post protects that and inflates its significance clearly dissolves, doesn't it? Now, cruelty. I was talking about cruelty. The cruelty in all this is the point for many reasons. What the Conservatives are trying to do is exploit the worst instincts, the basest emotions of the electorate. If you cannot offer people hope, if you can't, I don't know, raise their living standards, improve their public services, then instead offer them fear, bigotry 
and hatred. Anger at refugees, migrants and other vulnerable people means that people aren't angry at bosses for paying workers low wages. They're not angry at bankers for plunging the country into a crisis from which we never recovered. We're not angry at those who avoid tax on an industrial scale. We're not angry at private landlords charging rip-off rents. Those who, it should be said, bankroll the Conservative Party and for whom the Conservative Party exists to represent and champion. Now, when I say that cruelty is the point, I'm not ruling out that these morally contemptible people enjoy the misery they're inflicting on fellow human beings. And I say, and I emphasise, fellow human beings, because all of this works by stripping away vulnerable people, minorities, of their humanity. Because when you stop thinking of them as humans like us, with hopes and dreams and fears and insecurities, then you will accept and tolerate all manner of cruelty and horror against them. That is the root of all the greatest evils committed by human beings against other members of our species. The unspeakable atrocities throughout history, at its root, at their roots, was always dehumanisation on a systematic scale. Now, I do think some of these people relish cruelty. You can't rule that out because the evidence suggests that right-wingers have significantly less empathy than those on the left. A study earlier this year recorded oscillatory neural activity with 55 participants, looking at their empathy response to vicarious suffering, declaring that this neural empathy response was significantly stronger in the leftist than in the rightist group. This may explain, for example, why the Home Office spent more than £1,500 of public money painting over cartoon murals to welcome children to an asylum reception centre. Now, previously, Robert Jenrick, our immigration minister ordered the removal of cartoon characters such as Mickey Mouse and Baloo the Bear at Kent Intake Unit. That's where these people are stooping to, where they actually think to themselves, hold on a minute, we've got cartoon characters welcoming refugee children. Paint it over. Don't let them see it. Don't let them feel in any way anything that could trigger joy or comfort amongst children. The cruelty is the point. Don't forget it. Now, these are the facts. The vast majority of the world's refugees are taken in by poor countries with the least resources and infrastructure. Indeed, according to the UN High Commissioner for Refugees, 70% of refugees go to neighbouring countries. I say refugees because it should be emphasised that of the 108 million forcibly displaced people worldwide, around 57% of them remain in their own country as internally displaced people. Of then the minority who become refugees, the vast majority of them go to neighbouring countries, which tend to be poor. Now, in terms of absolute numbers of asylum applications in Europe, the UK ranks beneath Germany, France, Spain and Austria. Now, you might think, well, that's not too bad, is it? That's not too bad. That, that makes us fifth. But when you take into account our population size, we are 19th overall. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So the number of refugees per person in Britain, that makes us 19th. Compared to 18th for Italy, 16th for Spain, 11th for France, and 8th for Germany. In what sense is this the soft touch? This is a country punching below its weight in terms of helping people who have fled often terrible persecution, misery, and horror. Now, Leonardson has come out to try and present his nonsense as being driven by compassion. He says, Note to the left, every illegal migrant that crosses the channel from France is taking the place of someone genuinely in danger in a refugee camp. Why can't you see that these fit, healthy young men are actually preventing help reaching these desperate people who really need it? This is epic trolling here, epic trolling here. Because other than Ukraine, which, like other countries, we've accepted a responsibility to take in Ukrainian refugees, and Hong Kong, a former colony, until 1997, the vast majority of legal and safe routes to this country have been closed. The reason we have fewer asylum applications than we did at the beginning of this century, yet more people arriving by boats, those two facts exist at the same time, is because legal and safe routes have been shut down, leaving people who wish to get here with very few other alternatives. Now, Ali Fogg, a brilliant activist and writer who I follow on Twitter, did a thread going into this. He said, migrant journeys are extraordinarily arduous and incredibly dangerous. By conservative estimates, at least 29,000 people have died trying to reach Europe since 2014. 29,000 people. How many 9-11s is that? Migrants are at high risk of violence, including sexual violence and exploitation, or being robbed to destitution. Families will often not allow their daughters to make the journeys as they're considered safer in war zones, disaster zones, etc. than they would on the road. Boys and men are first in line in war zones. They are at high risk of being forcibly constricted into militias or simply taken out and shot. The mass rape, sexual abuse and sexual mutilation of men and boys is a common occurrence in war. Young men are at highest risk of summary execution and torture. Getting out of a war zone is, in, is enormously expensive. Families will pull their entire savings to cover the cost of one family member. This will often be a boy aged 14 to 15 who's old enough to have a chance of surviving the journey, young enough not to have been conscripted. The usually futile hope is that the boy will get to a safe journey, then be able to make money and somehow bring over the rest of the family. At the very least, they think they can get one member of the family to safety. The boy may have little choice in this. And says, so remember, the most common age of an irregular migrant is 15 years old. Now, these are really important points, which I'm glad Ali Fogg has raised, which I think really just underlines just the nonsense the likes of Lee Anderson come up with and we were told oh well actually some of these are pretending they're pretending to be children actually adults but actually data recently released from dozens of local authorities uh, local authorities show that hundreds of asylum seekers have been wrongly classified as adults um two-thirds in fact 867 out of 1386 were deemed wrongly to be adults now in terms of people who are coming here now we're talking about a tiny tiny proportion of the world as i've said desperate people I've been to the refugee camp that formerly existed in Calais and I met those who 
uh, a, a young boy, a teenage boy, um, who whose father had been shot dead by the Taliban. I, I met someone from Darfur whose fellow villagers had been burned to death. He only narrowly escaped. Um, I met people from Eritrea, a regime uh, ruled by a regime as repressive as that as North Korea. Um, you know, and what you found, what I found in that camp is disproportionately these were people from former British colonies, countries we invaded and occupied, who now speak English. And when you come, those who come to Europe, you th obviously the rational thing to do if you wish to have some sort of secure existence with a hope is if you can't speak French, which is why those from French colonies end up going to France. If you can't speak French, but across the water you can speak English and you have a hope, then of course you would choose Britain in those circumstances. And many of them actually have settled communities in this country. They may know people in this country. That is why this tiny proportion are coming here. Now, again, just to finish up, these people sound like right-wing extremists and should be treated as right-wing extremists. The Conservatives have been thoroughly taken over by the hard right. They sound like fanatics, like people who used to dwell or still dwell in the, in the kind of rantings of comment sections online. These people now run the Conservative Party. And it's important we take this on because this dehumanisation is gruesome and ugly. And the more they use this dehumanising rhetoric, the more they shift political discourse in that direction. And we should learn from history. We should learn from history. Because dehumanisation, as I've said, is the precondition for every unspeakable horror committed by our species in its long, bloody, violent and gruesome history. Cheery note to end on, but an important one. Please like and subscribe. Do support us on patreon.com. And listen to us on the podcast.